0: Second Kings chapter twenty-four. In his days, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came up, and Jehoiakim became his servant for three years. Then he turned and rebelled against him. Yahweh sent against him bands of the Chaldeans, and bands of the Syrians, and bands of the Moabites, and bands of the children of Ammon, and sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to Yahweh's word which he spoke by his servants, the prophets. Surely at the command of Yahweh this came on Judah to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh according to all that he did and also for the innocent blood that he shed. For he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood and Yahweh would not pardon. Now, the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and all that he did aren't they written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? So Jehoiakim slept with his fathers and Jehoiachin, his son, reigned in his place. The king of Egypt didn't come out of his land anymore, for the king of Babylon had taken from the book of Egypt to the river Euphrates all that belonged to the king of Egypt. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother's name was Nehushta, the daughter of El-Nathan of Jerusalem. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, according to all that his father had done. At that time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up to Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to the city while his servants were besieging it. And Jehoiachin, the king of Judah, went out to the king of Babylon, he and his mother and his servants and his princes and his officers, and the king of Babylon captured him in the eighth year of his reign. He carried out from there all the treasures of Yahweh's house and the treasures of the king's house, and cut in pieces all the vessels of gold, which Solomon, king of Israel, had made in Yahweh's temple, as Yahweh had said. He carried away all Jerusalem, and all the princes, and all the mighty men of valour, even ten thousand captives, and all the craftsmen and the smiths. No one remained except the poorest people of the land. He carried away Jehoiachin to Babylon with the king's mother, the king's wives, his officers, and the chief men of the land. He carried them into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. All the men of might, even 7,000, and the craftsmen and the smiths, 1,000, all of them strong and fit for war, even them the king of Babylon brought captive to Babylon. The king of Babylon made Mattaniah, Jehoiachin's father's brother, king in his place, and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamital, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libda. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of Yahweh, this happened in Jerusalem and Judah, until he cast them out of his presence. And then Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon." This is the second last chapter of the second Kings, and we've got the last three kings in this chapter. So, the last good king was Josiah, and he's like the fifth last king. And then his son became the king, and then he, um, try to remember, He, he was captured and taken away by the Egyptians, and his brother Jehoiakim became the king. Jehoiakim. Um, didn't last for very long, and his son, Jehoiachin, so it gets complicated, all these names, became the um, you know, the next king, and that's the one we were just reading about. And so Jehoiachin is the grandson of Josiah, the last good king, and then when Jehoiachin gets taken away by Nebuchadnezzar, his uncle, so now we're going back up to another one of Josiah's sons. So Josiah has a bunch of sons. The first one becomes king. He doesn't work out. The second one becomes king, and his son becomes king, but it's taken away. And now the third one of Josiah's sons becomes king, Zedekiah. So of the last four kings, three of them are all sons of Josiah, and the last one is just mentioned, Zedekiah. His name was actually Mataniah, but it was changed to Zedekiah. So a lot of them would have a personal name, and then they'd have a name when they became the king, like a king name, and kind of like popes. You know, popes have a personal name, Uh, You know, like, um, Cardinal Ratzinger was, you know, Pope Benedict. So his actual real name was Joseph Ratzinger, I think. But then he becomes Pope, and he becomes Pope Benedict XVI. So kings, a lot of them had a personal name, and it's like the king of Assyria. Paul was his personal name, but his king name was Tiglath-Pileser III. There's lots of examples like that. So we've now just been through the last of the kings. Now what we notice here is that during the time of... Jehoiachin, we were just reading how Nebuchadnezzar came and he took away everything of value in the temple and he took away Jehoiachin and his mother and his brothers and took away all the people of value, the smiths. And then it said, Zedekiah reigned in his place, but he rebelled against Babylon. So what we've got here is um, a period of time where Babylon's in control of Jerusalem, but they haven't destroyed Jerusalem. So we, a lot of people, if you've read the Bible, you know that eventually Babylon comes and they besiege the city and they destroy the city. Well, that happens with King Zedekiah. But in this chapter, they besieged the city, but didn't destroy the city. So it turns out that Nebuchadnezzar has three, there are three different periods where he comes to Jerusalem, does things, and takes people away. These are the three exiles. So I'm going to just very quickly go over this because it's worth knowing for your Bible knowledge. The first one is in 605 B.C. Now, um, that's in the time of Jehoiakim, And then the second time is in 597 B.C. in the time of Jehoiachin, And the third time is in 586 B.C. in the time of Zedekiah. So the first two are eight years apart, and the second two are 11 years apart. So there's a gap. Zedekiah comes the first time, he takes away some people into exile and then there's eight years. He comes the second time, which is what we read about in this chapter, and he's a bit crankier and this time he takes a lot of people away, only leaving the poorest, but then Zedekiah rebels and the next chapter of this book Second Kings, which will be the last chapter of Second Kings, is going to be when the final destruction happens. That's 11 years after this one. Zedekiah rebels and this time Nebuchadnezzar's had enough. (laughs) He's not leaving any walls up. He's just making this. He doesn't want to have to come back a fourth time. He's done. So, there's a few things worth saying about this. The very first time that Nebuchadnezzar comes, he doesn't do much to Jerusalem, but he does take away important people. Now, what happened was apparently um, Babylon was a rising empire, but the previous empire was the Assyrians, and they, the Assyrians and the Egyptians, had gone in together in cahoots to fight Babylon in this thing called the Battle of Carchemish. Carchemish? Carchemish. It's a famous battle of ancient times. And in that battle, the Babylonians destroyed Egypt and Assyria. And at that point, Egypt was kind of like having a big control over Judah. Judah still had its own king in place, but they were paying money tribute to Egypt. So when Babylon destroyed Egypt and Assyria in that army, Assyria was never a thing again. Egypt was still a thing, but they were now kind of like under the thumbs of Babylon. So because of that victory, Nebuchadnezzar was now the boss of all of Judah and of Egypt. So that's when he came to Jerusalem with his mighty army, and he took away a heap of exiles in 605 BC, and he took away none other than Daniel the prophet and Shadrach Meshach and Abednego so if you you know when we get to the book of Daniel in about more than a year in about a year About a year and a bit from now When we get to Daniel we're going to be reading about someone that's taken away in this very first exile in 605 BC and um, But he doesn't destroy the city and he leaves Jehoiakim as the king in place. This is the son of Josiah to rule but It doesn't work out, (laughs) and um, eventually Jehoiachin is uh, put in charge. Jehoiachin is in charge, and he has to come back because they rebelled. In other words, they've stopped paying their money, their protection money. So he comes back, and this time, what we read in this chapter, he besieges the city in five ninety seven B.C. And this time, he takes away heaps of people, including the prophet Ezekiel. Now, when we get to the book of Ezekiel, you know he's going to be mostly prophesying from you know, way away in this other place. So Daniel, you know, he's prophesying from Babylon. He got taken away in the first exile. Ezekiel is prophesying from the Kabar River. And I don't even know where that is. We'll have to look it up by the time we get to Ezekiel. And that, he got taken away 597 BC, but it's another 11 years before he finally comes back all frustrated and to destroy the city properly. We'll talk about that in the very next chapter. But I want to mention just at least one thing. In Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 11, Jeremiah prophesied. Now Jeremiah was the prophet who was in Jerusalem for all of this. He was a prophet during the time of King Josiah, and then in the time of the next four kings, all the way through to the destruction, he was the prophet during the time of the first governor of the land. After they got rid of kings, they had a government, they had governors. The first governor, Gedaliah or Jedaliah Jeremiah was there. So Jeremiah's prophesied through all of this period, he's seen it all, and this is what he said in Jeremiah 25, 11. He said, this whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. So 70, seven tens. So he prophesied that's how long it would last. And apparently that 70 was counted from the first exile, not from the third one. And we often, a lot of us think it was counted from the third one, but it was counted from the first one when Daniel got taken into captivity. And when we get to the book of Daniel, he actually reads the prophecies of Jeremiah. And he says, oh, hang on, the 70 years is up. If he had have been, if the 70 years started with the third exile, Daniel would already have been about 40 or 50 at that point. And (laughs) he would never have made it to that age where he would have been able to say, oh, the 70 years is up. So it's in the first one, the 70 starts counting from the 605, and we'll talk about all of that when we get to the book of Jeremiah and the book of Daniel. So we've got here, um, you know, I guess the tragic ending part of the nation of Judah. It's not the end of the people of God, but it's the end of this formal institutional appearance to the nation of Israel. way that it was. It's the the formal end to the the nation with kings. But the people of Israel still had a king, but it was the Lord. The Lord was always the king. And just because the formal kings were taken away didn't mean they still didn't have a king. The Lord's always trying to point people to the real thing. Now, you imagine in the world right now, if there was a law passed, and it, it... you know, in Australia, let's say, let's make up a hypothetical scenario and let's just say that, you know, they pass a law that there's no one, the church is not allowed to exist anymore. Um, so the external thing that's a church, the buildings and the, you know, all, the institutions are all gone. But there's no less Christians and the Lord is still the Lord. And this is the way it is in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a thing regardless of what buildings there are, or regardless of what bank accounts they are, or regardless of what people are officially declared to be the leader, all of that is the external appearance of it. But the internal is the real real, and you can't get rid of it. And so here, the Lord brings Babylon, but Babylon just destroys the external thing, but the real thing is still there. And that's why we've got people like Daniel, Jeremiah still prophesying, Ezekiel, all these people are still there. The the real kingdom, the kingdom of the Lord, it's still a thing. It still continues. So, the Lord, the Lord's been so patient, and even even um, when you when you read through the Book of Kings and then you read through Second Kings, when you've read through the whole Bible from beginning up to this point, you do get the sense that God's been very patient, <laughs> because you you know you, you're going through the history of it. And when you study it, like we've been doing in these videos, you get even a greater sense of how patient the Lord is. And you, you could be tempted to think that he just wasted all his effort. But the Lord is so amazing and so mysterious that even though he wanted to bring salvation through his plans and purposes... And it seems like everything's failed, the nation's been taken off into exile, the Babylonians are come and destroyed, the temple's been torn down, there. all the temple furnishings, there's no Ark of the Covenant, we'll talk about that in the next chapter. It's all gone. And yet, when we look at it from a New Testament point of view, God fulfilled every purpose he had. It's the most amazing thing. How can God succeed so incredibly through the, the hugest failures of human beings? It's one of the world's great mysteries, and yet the Lord does it time and time again. Even the death of Jesus Christ looked like a great failure and yet a wonderful (laughs) victory. And here, terrible failures, and yet through it all, the Lord has taught his people. The Lord overcomes, and we learn so much from it, and it's remarkable. So, Lord, we thank you for the remarkable scriptures. We thank you for the remarkable patience of God. We thank you that this is the patience that we have experienced. So, Lord, I ask... Did you give us grace to learn from the mistakes of others and not repeat them. Give us grace to walk as Daniel did. Help us to walk with Christ. Let us know the Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.